for coaches, by coaches, this is Soccer Chat with Nick Rizzo and Sean Sauterly. Brought to you by social media for high school athletes. What's up, everybody? This is Sean from Soccer Chat. He's Nick, and we are here, and we made it. We went to Wisconsin. We went to the 2018 Wisconsin Women's Soccer Advisory Council Symposium, where we were celebrating women in sports. And my man, Nick, had a day of a lifetime where he got to speak with the Anson Dorrance. Nick, give us the juicy details. When we say I got to speak with him, we were in a 200-person lecture hall, and I got to ask you him. You don't have to say that. You don't have to say that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, as soon as he opened it up. For you questions, spoke above 200 people. He called you out over 200 people to speak to him. I, I mean, I wasn't. I, I As soon as he started taking questions, I was like, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah, man. This is my chance. It's <laughs> how, <laughs> how I get to actually engage with him. No, it, and it how was, hard was it for you not to say, hey, will you hire me? Um, it, it was, it was very difficult to, to not <laughs> take a look at my app and, uh, see, see, uh, see how I could fit into his system that currently has, I believe two coaches that have been with him for 30 plus years and probably is heir apparent after that. So, uh, what was your question? What was his response and, uh, and what did you take away from it? Um, my question was, I, well, cause I had seen them play the previous weekend and I, one of the cool things that they did was pregame most more often than not the 11 that are in the game, line up in a huddle and kind of talk like out on the field before they get to their formation. And one of the things I thought was really cool was his bench did the exact same thing and never seen that before. And it was something, my question was how much of that culture stuff is stuff that he implements and how much of that stuff is decided by his players. And I think it was cool because his answer was that a majority of the stuff that's like that is stuff that's player led. And I think that if I, and my goal as a coach is to get to a point in this program where I get to, I have to lead less and less stuff where they, they take a lot of ownership for things by themselves. And I don't think it's easy to do initially. I mean, I'll be going into my fourth season with my program next year. And I think that for me, it's we're, we're getting to the point finally where we're starting to be able to do a lot more of that stuff without my involvement. And they, I mean, it was cool to just hear him talk about that. Yeah. And there was so much stuff, so many great takeaways that we had from, from it all. And we talked to so many people, uh, whether they were speakers or vendors or people who were part of the the council that got this put together and you'll be hearing from them and a couple of special guests that, uh, that we got to hang out with for the day. Uh, Nick's travel was pretty solid. My travel was crap <laughs> just because I had uh, quite the ways to go. I got in at two in the morning on Saturday and then got to uh, registration by eight o'clock and that was fantastic. And then, uh, like we said, we, the rowdy ones, we went, uh, back to the hotel at nine 30 and then, uh, we woke up about 10 and made our way back and Nick went on his merry way to Monmouth, And I uh, hung out with my sister-in-law until I had a train, not till eight o'clock night, got back because of a delay at three 30. I walked into my bed and then got up three hours later to go to work. So needless to say, the way I sound right now is because I did not get, hardly any sleep. And I do this every time that I have that type of schedule. I do this every time I go to cold weather, it's just something I've got to get used to. So I'm getting out of my way now and I'm going to keep this voice for as long as I can. I feel like every time that we've done the show where I've been sick, I say that, like, I want to keep this voice. 
I mean, it's it's a pretty good voice. I think you I think you got <laughs> that up when you actually have it. Well, speaking of pretty good, if you guys are following the chat, uh, just go on to Twitter, hashtag soccer chat, or follow us at chat soccer, no E, that's S-O-C-C-R. We announced our first guest for the live show in Chicago. Uh, It is the return of the good brother, and it's live. It's Pittsburgh women's head coach, Randy Waldron. Randy is super awesome. We are so thankful that he's coming back on for part two of his story. Uh, He took us up all the way until getting hired, literally, uh, this summer at Pittsburgh. And we're going to chat with him about uh, what this first season uh, was like with Pitt. And then uh, taking questions from you guys. You know, our show is interactive. Kind of what we mentioned last week is we want you to come watch. We want you to come be a part of it. We'll have um, extra microphones for you to come up, ask questions uh, of our guests. But our first one that we want to make sure to announce because he's been so good to us uh, is the good brother, Randy Waldron. We cannot wait uh, to get things kicked off. So that's January 10th. Uh, Thursday at 4 p.m. is when Randy will be coming to our booth on Podcast Row at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. And and that whole Podcast Row uh, for Soccer Chat is being brought to you and powered by Exact Sports. Make sure you check them out online, exactsports.com, and follow them all over on social media at Exact Sports and Exact Soccer. Uh, that way you can understand as a college coach how you can consistently train with mentally ready players. Uh, it's a great organization. Um, you know, I, I, I love uh, all the guys, guys and girls at exact. They're amazing. I love what they do. Uh, and they're the testimonies that people have uh, the players and the parents have from their experience at exact camps. is just uh, top to none, but you know, Randy's not our biggest, our biggest announcement. So you're just gonna have to keep waiting, but we are going to announce our new guest every single Wednesday night at the end of soccer chat. So make sure you're tuning in Wednesday nights, 9 30 PM Eastern time on Twitter, Type in the hashtag soccer chat or follow at chat soccer S O C C R or hit that notifications button. Just that bell with the plus sign, hit that up and you will get the notifications when we let you guys know who our new speakers are. So we're going to give you a new speaker, new guest every single Wednesday, all the way leading up to convention. And we've got some really, really good shows coming up for you. So make sure to come out and, uh, Give a good shout out to the good brother, Randy Waldron, as he will be uh, our, our big guest on Thursday at 4 p.m. at Podcast Row at the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Chicago, January 10th through 11th. Nick, how about we get into this week's show? It's a little bit different. We got we got an interview, but we also got some interviews live from the symposium. What do you think? Sounds awesome. So you just heard her this past week. We have Shanna with us, Shanna Smith. 
Uh, so registration's done. Everybody's on the inside. Are things running smoothly yet? You know, so far so good. Uh, we had an amazing showing. So a uh, couple stragglers coming in now. Uh, we have over 240 people here today. Uh, so it's been really cool. Vendors have some cool setups. Um, just finishing up the welcoming address now, and we're going to get rolling. Are you excited? I'm stoked. This is going to be a good day. There's a lot of good buzz and energy, and so hopefully we'll grab some fun interviews throughout the day. And For sure. It'll be good. Well, we started off with a bang. We got the first fun interview out of the way. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Good luck. Yeah, thank Go you kill so it. much. Go Thanks, Sean. Right. No problem. We just had a fantastic time uh, this past weekend up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We were uh, very fortunate to be a part of the first ever women's symposium of the Wisconsin Women's Soccer Advisory Council uh, that they put on. It was absolutely top class, top notch. It was awesome. Uh, we got to meet some of you there, which was super cool. Uh, we got to meet a lot of new friends and, and gained a lot more of our network, which is what Soccer Chat is all about. Uh, and we have two guests with us. Uh, on today's show, tonight's show, whenever you may be listening to this. And one of them, uh, I can say that that I met before. And then the other one, we all met very famously with a great introduction. And that's her choice <laughs> if she wants to get into that or not. Uh, but let's go ahead. And Allie, if you want to introduce yourself to everybody. Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Allie Roboszewski. And um, yeah, I'm super excited. I was super excited to be um, at the symposium this um, this past weekend. And my background, just a little bit of soccer. I grew up obviously playing soccer and played at the University of Wisconsin. So I felt like I was back in my home turf. And now that we moved back up here too, it's been kind of fun to be around a little bit more of my home turf. But um, yeah, and I've coached um, at the college level and then also club soccer and high school and all that jazz. So yeah, it was really fun to, to be with like-minded people and and have a great time this past weekend. Sean, and are you yes. excited that you did not have to say that name, that last name? <laughs> that's, that's why That's why I tossed it like that, my friend. You see, I spent two and a half years in college uh, for a good reason, rather than two years uh, in broadcasting, learning how to do stuff like that. Because um, most of the time I embarrass myself trying to say the names before we get recording. And then I save it as the teaser at the end of me constantly butchering the last name so we'll just let uh ali r take it take it for herself Rogoshevsky, that's <laughs> it right we always short look, look at that look at that look at that look at that, look at that. already <laughs> oh my goodness mommy your uh your money is well worth spent um and with us also man you know what i'm not, I'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it i know that the world Try is it. wanting me to <laughs> the world is wanting me to say it and for your sake I'm not going to. If Allie wants to, she can. If you want to, you can. But we have with us a brand new friend to Soccer Chat that we just met this weekend. Tara, please introduce yourself and hopefully the way that Adon did. So, (laughs) well, uh, no, my name is Tara Balo. I just got married. uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Very soon. You know, we're... uh, about a year ago. So I probably need to go ahead and change that last name to Martin. Oh, uh, then that's so much easier. It is so much easier. Uh, okay. So, so as, as, as the husband in this, this conversation right now, does he ever <laughs> stay like, Hey, yo, when you changing that name, girl. Oh, totally. Uh, he's, he's definitely teasing <laughs> me quite a bit, especially now that, you know, I'm 22 weeks pregnant. He says, you know, as long as, we change it before the baby comes. We're good. <laughs> so, so is it get so, on the ball on that. 
So other friends of mine who are kind of in the same boat as you, they say it just is from laziness of doing the paperwork. Is that the case? Uh, you know, I wish I could say that that's it. <laughs> or you're just, hold, you're just holding on as long as you can. <laughs> I might be holding on as long as I can. My kids, the, the kids that I coach, they absolutely refuse to call me Coach Martin. It is Balo. <laughs> so they, they don't call you by your other name? No. Okay. Very, very smart of them. Very smart of them. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Tara, kind of go into your background, how you got into coaching where you're at now. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I grew up, I, I was bl- born in Columbus, um, you know, I'm a Midwest girl at heart, but soon came down to Dallas. I grew up in Dallas, played club in Dallas, went to the University of Louisiana at Monroe, um, played four years of soccer there and a year of Raging Cajuns, is that right? No, that's Lafayette. We were the, we oh, were the Indians. Oh, compl- massive apologies. Yes, very different. Massive so, you were the <laughs> fighting uh, Robertsons of dynasties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The fighting Cy Robertsons. <laughs> yes, we were the fighting Cy Robins. You know what, though? I mean, that, that was around. That Duck Dynasty stuff wasn't really a show yet, but they... That is part of Monroe. You're old. Monroe, for sure. Um, But, and then I came back to Dallas and started coaching and teaching right away. Uh, What do you teach? I I teach, right now, I teach graphic design. Hey. Um, Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I love it. So at this point, this is my 14th year. I have taught every grade level except sixth grade. And uh, this is my sixth years or sixth year in high school. Very smart, sticking with the older kids. Yeah, <laughs> they are a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. So I coach. Uh, no. I was just gonna say I coach uh, at high school in uh, Plano, Texas. Sweet, sweet. Uh, now I, I learned from our discussion that there are multiple Plano high schools. Which yes, Plano? there are. I'm at Plano West, and there is Plano Senior and Plano East. And um, also, we know there is a crap ton of students at your school. Just a few, uh, just a few at the senior high level. We have um, just shy, just shy of three thousand students. Gee, many Christmas uh, for juniors and seniors. And so, for you know, our program at West, we pull in freshmen all the way through senior high. So we get quite a few more than that. And uh, I believe coming that, in. Uh, you and Allie uh, coached together at some point. <laughs> we did. Uh, that was an absolute blast. We, <laughs> uh, we coached together for two years. Uh, she was the head coach at West and I was her assistant. And uh, it was everything we could do to, to get out of the office. Cause we had way too much fun laughing at each <laughs> other and, and uh going out on the field and having fun with the girls. Cause we had, we had a good, we had good groups of girls coming through there too. And uh, how did you guys meet up? We met Rogo. How long has it been? When did we oh, meet? Yeah, that was a hot long time ago. I think that we, we started playing together first. So after out of college, we, I, we both ended up in Dallas and then we were, I think we just like played on a women's team together. Didn't we? We kind of just, yeah through that and then we became total besties right away and (laughs) (laughs) 
No. Yeah, we were just friends and both involved and loved the game and both were doing our own thing, but kind of doing the same thing too. And it was always fun to compare notes and to share funny stories and both be promoting the game and doing our thing. And then when I had the opportunity to, um, yeah, to take the head coaching position at West and I got to kind of choose my assistant, um, yeah, Tara's name was top of the list and I, I wouldn't take no for an answer. So <laughs> So did she did. Guys, I had to pack up my stuff and go. Yeah. <laughs> so did you guys just absolutely ball out in uh, in in the the leagues that you guys were in? I, I feel like, I mean, if you have the background you do, you you can't be scrubs playing in those leagues. I I would honestly, t- you know, hearing other stories um, from people who have moved away from the Dallas area, or I, you know, Rogue and I were just talking about this, how it's really hard to find a team. And in the North Texas area, it's not hard to find places to play or teams to play on. And then on top of that, the women's team that, you know, Rogo mentioned um, is fantastic. We're, we have a, a lot of college play or players that played in college um, and then even semi-pro we've had, um, we have, We've had, you know, Mexican national team player and U.S. national team players coming and play with us. And so we it's it's so much fun. It is it is competitive, I think, within our own um, team and a couple of their teams here and there in the league. Uh, and it, it's a blast. I mean, it, it is really a lot of fun. We still do travel tournament every summer where we go you know somewhere in the uh, united states we went to we've been to you know denver and uh colorado or denver colorado we've been to seattle stuff like that and that's just it's a it's a lot of fun i think it what makes what (laughs) what makes that team tick and why we keep coming back even though we're all old ladies and can hardly walk anymore after we play (laughs) the camaraderie of it i mean we're all just such great friends and honestly we make fun of each other so much on the field and like crack jokes at each other's donkey touches and you know what we're doing. But at the, at the end of it, we're all so competitive and just love the game so much that it, it makes it fun. I, I, and moving up North, just like Tara just mentioned, you know, there's not a team for me to play on up here in central Wisconsin. And it's, it's um, I miss it. I just miss the camaraderie of it. I miss the competitive edge, the great workout. Now I got to work a little harder to stay in shape. I can't just go out and play with all my friends. So <laughs> So much camaraderie that you give your size, you give yourselves borderline inappropriate nicknames that I attribute to Sean. <laughs> That's exactly right. Look, I'm, I'm super clever, but you know, as my wife tried to tell me earlier, is I do have a little bit of class. Okay, I feel like I feel like we do need to get this out there because I'm sure people are curious. You don't have to say the full. Thing. I don't think Tara wants her uh, players hearing this and being like, Coach. No, no, we can totally explain it. We can totally explain it because okay. then it will help. Um, but I do like uh, Sean. I do like the uh, the alternative, the modified version. Um, okay, I will uh, totally go with that. From here so, on um, yeah. So I, you know, growing up, just I've always been Balo. But I'll tell you, I've had numerous nicknames, but none of which compare to this one. <laughs> so. You know, Rogo and I and a bunch of our teammates are on the soccer field and, you know, like usual, we're, you know, razzing each other and laughing at each other and stuff like that. And there was a time where Rogo called out to me or said something silly to me. And I said, I turned to her and, you know, just snapped real quick. And I said, did you just 
did you just call me T-Bag? And so if you know, I mean, my name is Tara Balo, and so it's easy to say T-Bay. Um, and so that turned in, she said no, but definitely will now. And so, <laughs> yeah, I think that was probably six, seven years ago. And so there's only a select few people that are allowed to call me that. <laughs> Just say we don't tell. We just don't call her Tara anymore. Sorry, this is not your name. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the last time I was called Tara. To be honest, <laughs> nobody calls me that. So, did you ever think about changing your last name to like Baglow? <laughs> it would totally make sense. The story from this weekend was I we we actually I don't know why you Allie this I don't know why you did this you you left Tara with this. This this crew that she group of have, crazy people. <laughs> she probably should have been slowly introduced to, as opposed to left on her to fend for herself. No, you got to go all out when you meet us. You have to go all out. If you don't, you're gonna get left behind. <laughs> At one point, I hear the nickname come out, and Sean was the one that had joked about. It. I go, Sean, you gave her that nickname, and Sean's like, No, absolutely not. I but I was I was mortified for a second. I was like, Sean, I, I don't know how we're gonna continue. Look, I am the massive nickname giver, er, 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 but <laughs> I try to keep them very, very appropriate. <laughs> yeah, this one is super borderline inappropriate. That's <laughs> why when we when we had our our Facebook message earlier, trying to get this all together, I just went with bags. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that sounds much. That sounds much nicer. You can get away with that one a little bit more. Much um, more appropriate. Both bags. Yeah. <laughs> what, one of the things we did want to get into a little bit was obviously all the amazing stuff that happened this weekend. Kind of talk about your guys' experience. And I mean, you guys probably know a little bit more than we do, especially Allie, about the process that it took. What what made you excited about this past weekend? And what were, what was kind of your steps to making the trip to – go over there and really see it, both of you guys. Yeah. Well, I think for me, like the part that just excite, excited me the most about this symposium was just getting together with so many people in the same room that are all kind of working toward the same cause, you know, and there were so many just really phenomenal quality people there, both um, attendees and presenters. And just so it was just a really amazing day to come and just talk and have conversations and be inspired by obviously presenters coming, but then the chats that were kind of, um, you know, offshoots from those presentations um, were just great. And it was a a really neat time to reconnect with people doing good work, um, you know, not only in the state of Wisconsin, but also around the country. We had quite a few people in from other states, Tara being one of them that we are so excited to have up. And um, it's just, it was super cool to be hanging out in, in a place like that um, to and just kind of to get, just get re-energized, you know, to go back and continue working toward, um, you know, getting more women involved in staying in the game um, and helping. And there were so many men in attendance too, which was just awesome because it's men that are coaching women that, you know, need to need to be on the same team as us too. And they totally are. And it's, it's, it was just really cool to connect with everyone in that way. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was, um, a couple things. One, I, I just love being a student of kind of the overall game, everything that goes into coaching. Cause it's not just the X's and O's and what was in 
it, what I loved about some of the symposium and some of the, the sessions was they talked about that. They talked about, you know, we were all about the X's and O's at first, but there's so much more in, into um, overall coaching. And uh, the other thing that I love that I've always been a big supporter of, and we call it girl power. Um, you know, we're, we're big supporters of each other, um, you know, as teammates and coaches and stuff like that. And we promote girl power. And I just, I saw this and I thought girl power, you know, Wisconsin women's, um, symposium and, uh, not to mention, um, just the names that were for on the sessions, you know, um, you know, Dawn is fantastic. I, I picked her brain if quite a few times about what she does. She's just, she's such a great coach. Um, and when I saw her name on the docket for um, creating a culture and then also, you know, my degree is in psychology. So anything that has to do with sports psychology specifically is fascinating to me. And then of course, keynote speaker being Anson Dorrance, you can't miss that. Um, and so, uh, you know, a couple of things I just, you know, I love to just sit in a, a deal and, and listen to what other people have to say and, and get good, you know, feedback. And, and, um, I just thought it was fantastically done as well. Um, I really enjoyed my time there and, uh, I was hoping to, I was hoping to make it happen and it, and it happened. I got to fly up there and it, and it worked out. Let's get no, the elephant out of the room. Nick, you got to ask Anson a question. Yeah, no, I've been writing about that to everyone. I, I, I can't believe you're not like tweeting them. Like I thought you tweet about it, but I can't believe you're not like adding them. You know? No, no, I, he doesn't have Twitter, does he? No, but I think the team does. You could be like, "Hey, I asked your coach a question." I'm not trying to keep out their entire social media. Department. And that I had a good quote, or whatever the phrase was that he used. <laughs> but uh, one of the things I wanted to get into, like that was probably all right. Like this, I hopefully this doesn't come off wrong. I've never been in a soccer coaching environment where the women significantly outnumber the men. Was that pretty cool for you guys to like be able to experience that? Cause have you guys ever been in an environment like that before? Oh no, no, it, it was, it was awesome. I mean, for a lack of better, more intelligent word, it was awesome. Um, and just sitting in a room with so many, not just women, but very kind of, successful women. Um, and, and I, I, you know, you go to clinics, we go to, we've got one for Texas, you know, Rogue and I went to a couple times together and I've continued to go over the years. It is dominated by males. Um, and even, you know, licensing and, and stuff like that, you go to those, those sessions and they're, if there's 50 people in a room, maybe a couple are, are women. And so it was really empowering. Um, to sit in a room with so many um, wonderful people, but also, like you said, there were so many women in the room. It was it was really cool. Yeah, that's the same th- for me. I, you know, in general, exactly what Tara just said. You know, you're kind of surrounded by by men, which you know, many men are doing are doing great things too. But it really is cool, and I think that's one of the main 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 you know really neat things about the symposium was that you know we as women are out doing our thing and promoting the game and trying to get more involved. And, and it can be a bit of a lonely fight sometimes, I think, you know, to, to feel like you, you are having an impact and you're juggling so many balls, you know, 
of trying to stay involved, but also, you know, many women, let's face it, you know, once they have families, you know, tend to, to leave the game for whatever reason. And, you know, and, and people who are trying to stay in the game too, and whatever, you know, you're just trying to, I don't know. It's just, it was really cool to get everybody, you know, there to kind of get that resurgence of energy, I guess, of other women who are, who are doing it and staying in the game and trying to get more women involved in the game. And I just think that that gives such a buzz to go out and to continue to, to work and, and do good things in your own community. So anyway, that's what was really cool about it for me. Cause yeah, you in general, you're yeah, surrounded by men. <laughs> no, absolutely. I got to say it was, it was a completely different experience for me where honestly, I think when it first came out, I'm sure I, and hopefully Dawn doesn't mind me saying this. I think I texted her or asked her, is it okay if I come or like, if we come, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're not trying to take away from the experience. And, and I think one of the coolest parts for me being on the other side of it for one time was how open and welcoming and like just all the conversations that came off of just being able to be involved in something that special. It was really cool. I remember, as I said on last week's show, I remember when I told my wife about it, she was like, why are the hell are you going? Because <laughs> <laughs> asked me to, Mom. I know we welcome all men for sure. I mean, cause men are working with women, you know? And so, but and I just think it's so cool that, yeah, even if men were feeling that way, that, I mean, we had had a lot of good men that were there that are doing good work. So it was awesome. To, no. And honestly, it wasn't anything that like, I, I, like it was one of those things where I just remember being like, like it said, women's soccer symposium. I was like, like, like it was just one of those things where I, I, I felt like I didn't want to take away from all the amazing things that you guys were accomplishing. And the more that I talked to Don, the more I talked to everyone else there, it, like you said, was such a, it was more of a collaborative thing than it was anything else, which was cool because right. so many of us that our males are coaching women's sports in different capacities and learning from that, all the different speakers that was there was absolutely amazing. What was some of your guys' takeaways from the first session of the day with, uh, Don and Coach Golan at uh, I should say Coach Crow I guess because I, I call her Coach Golan but uh, Coach Go- uh, Golan and Coach Crow at the first session. Um, I think I mean yeah, culture is something that is so important. I mean, I would venture to say it's you know one of it's such a buzzword right now too. But it is such you know it's you can't you can't start winning until you have a culture of winning. You know, or a culture that that um, lends itself to being successful and sets your team up to be the most successful that they can. So it's just really fascinating to hear different stories, you know, of different um, quality coaches that have, have essentially turned their programs around kind of, you know, or have, have had to change culture from, um, from when they came in. So, yeah, it was really cool just to get, get some new ideas to try to, you know, to, to hear things that maybe you've heard before, but to be able to change them to, and you, maybe you hear a little something different that you can tweak in your, you're always thinking about your own kids, my, my own kids. I mean, my, the girls that I coach, you know, that how you could use that information in a little different way. But um, yeah, I just, I love talking about culture and I think it's such a, such an important part of any team. I don't know, Tara, what do you, what were some of your takeaways from that? Well, I think, you know, um, coaching high school, you live off of culture Um, because if you don't have a good culture in your program or you don't have a good kind of setup for your program, um, it could really, cause you get what you get. There's no recruiting. There's, you know, you have tryouts hopefully. And, 
and you go through that process, but, but being able to establish a culture, um, a positive culture at one at that is, is so important to, to what we do here, just because, um, if, if we don't have that, and it's gotta also, um, you know, our kids aren't for the most part, um, I would probably say, you know, 95% of the time, our kids are not getting recruited out of high school. It is, I mean, we've got major big time club programs and DA in our area. And so for us, it is all about that positive culture and creating those good vibes and those team building activities and the values. And then on the flip side, a lot of the things that we get to offer that the club you know, scene does not are the things that they can take to college, like, you know, the grades and the communicating with teachers and, you know, uh, community and not to say that club can't do that, but we're right there. I mean, I'm, I'm at the same school that half of my program is at, you know, I can keep tabs on them. We can, you know, do all these things. And so creating, being able to attend, um, Coach Go and creating a culture thing was for me because I got to hear what you know their ideas and and how to take the whole ideal of culture and actually get some stuff to put it into action even further than what we're doing now and to tweak it a little bit um, for high school as opposed to to college and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, I really, the, the culture piece of it was really important for me. Tara, as a educator, did you find yourself like during that culture um, presentation, like think about your own like faculty and staff and your own administration during that? Um, a little bit, um, you know, I, or maybe it, we have, no. um, I mean, we have, because we're such a big school and not only that, um, there, you know, we have so many staff members, we have so many students. And so just to step outside the realm of athletics or soccer, um, it, and at West, it, it is hard to keep a positive, not, not hard to keep a positive culture going, but to, you know, get kids involved, um, uh, it, cause we're like a small college, um, and, and being just a junior high or excuse me, a junior senior um, school and then having ninth and 10th graders from other high schools, you know, come here in two years or bus over for whatever activities are in our extracurriculars are in it, you know, culture is really important, um, or else you lose people. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I thought about us a little bit. I, I will tell you this, um, having an, an incredible connection with who you work with is so important. And I think I've been incredibly lucky over the 14 years, the different schools I've been at to establish those relationships and have those relationships kind of like Rogo and I, Rogo and I do, we get to, we get to work with really good people. And I think that's a big, um, you know, component of that. And I think taking some of the cool things that, um, Don and Stephanie talked about and their stuff. You can totally apply it to, to staff and administration. 
All right, so we're here at the symposium, and why don't you kind of uh, introduce yourself to everybody and who you're here with. All right, so I'm Nicole Herkert. I'm an account executive with the Chicago Red Stars. So the Chicago Red Stars are the women's professional soccer team in the Chicago area, uh, national team players on our team as well. So uh, just here to tell people about the Red Stars, you know, learn from people as well and see how we can be more involved with Wisconsin clubs and, and organizations as well. Was there anything here that you were like, when you saw it on the website, like, I need to check that out, or like, that's a group I want to go see. Um, yeah, so I think, first of all, just having so many people around that are soccer fans, you, know, you see we have the Torrent here, the Wave, um, and the new team in Madison, I think just learning more about Who's, the like, teams. logos and everything is are super awesome. dope. Yes. Super dope. Yeah, and so actually, uh, Peter Wilt, he used to be with the Red Stars, mm-hmm. so cool to have connections there as well so i think just being able to check out everybody who you know, supports soccer supports women in soccer that was pretty much the most exciting thing for us so what are you guys here promoting what do you guys got going on that you want to plug yeah so we actually are just promoting our 2019 season so we'll kick off in april we'll hopefully have our, our schedule coming up in january and we just want to bring people out to red stars matches we'll have up to seven players out in the world cup this summer so we have a lot of talent on our team julie Ertz, sam kerr uh, Casey Short, plenty of talent. So, wanting to to get everybody who's here, bring them on down to Chicago in the summer. And, and we we do play. So, I have a four year old daughter. She'll oh, be yeah. five in in May, and we have talked about coming up for a Red Stars oh, game. Yeah? <laughs> so, we're we're trying to look at uh, based off of who you guys are playing, and because there are players on your team that she likes, yes. and we're trying to match up to where she can also see uh, Megan Rapinoe at the same time. Oh yeah. She's so we're uh, so we'll be up there, and if we do like. She's going to run onto the field. I'm, I, I can't help her. Hey, we have she opportunities to do that legally, too. So we have, Nice! Yes, we have fan I tell you what, she. whenever we watch a pro game and she gets to see the mascots walk out with the players, uh-huh. she's always like, Dad, how do they get to do that? Yeah. I'm like, when you get older, maybe. She's like, I'm doing it now. Yeah. So maybe down the road we can, hey, we can line something up. 12 and under, they can walk out with the players. So nice. there's plenty of opportunities to do that. High five the players, too, in our oh, player yeah. channel. So there's lots of lots of chances for them to interact with the players. Cool. How can, uh, how can people follow you guys like on Twitter or social media? Yeah, so we have, if you head to our website, chicagoredstars.com, you'll be able to find all of our social media sites from there. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, always, especially in the off-season, posting some fun different things with our players to, to keep everybody engaged as well. So head to Chicago. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> so if you don't mind, kind of introduce yourself to everybody and the organization that you're with. I'm Sarah Dwyershik, and myself and a group of female soccer coaches started an organization called the Sports Bra Project as a way to increase access to sports and remove barriers to participation um, in a very simple way um, for girls and women. So, you know, you guys are here at the symposium today and getting your message out. I can tell you uh, that I first learned about your project just in the last couple of weeks getting involved more uh, with the symposium. What has been kind of the, um, the input from all the coaches and everybody who's been participating uh, in this project with you since you got it started? I think what's been amazing is to see the network of women and the network of coaches, both male and female, who once they hear what we do and it's kind of like that aha moment that, oh my gosh, we never even thought of that. Uh, we all think of giving equipment, whether it's giving cleats, shin guards, things like that, as accessing, making, making it possible for people to access play. And a lot of times we forget the sports bra. Um, and it's one of those pieces of equipment that doesn't get contributed, doesn't get donated to these groups. Um, 
and a lot of people involved in it just we just don't think about it. So I think for a lot of women, it's sort of that, oh my gosh, that's obvious. And then once they get that, it just resonates and it's sort of grown organically to a lot bigger than we expected initially. And it's been a lot of fun to see what that network is. So with your, you know, with collecting these, is there a specific demographic? Like, are you looking for inner city places? Are you looking for shelters? Like, what is where where do you guys end up sending them to? Uh, the bras go all over, and we're always looking okay, cool. for new outlets for that. Um, everyone thinks exotically we're going to send it abroad, and we do send a good portion of our bras outside of the U.S., but we're looking and very very conscious of looking inside the U.S. We yeah. know there's lots of populations that are forgotten, um, first-generation immigrant populations, rural communities uh, where their parents may not have played or financial resources are limited or sports like participation like possibilities are even limited. Um, these areas we're actively seeking out. Uh, there are some organizations based in the U.S. that we found that are in touch with these communities and we're able to give them the bras and they use their networks to distribute, which is pretty much our model both inside and outside of the U.S., using the networks of the organizations that are already up and running to distribute the sports bras that we provide. So when it comes to actually collecting the bras, how do you get them in it? I guess that for me, this is weird for being a guy and, and talking about this. And I'm sure my wife is probably listening to this just shaking her head. Um, but, you know, when it comes to collecting, you know, how do organizations get them to you? And then once you get them, what is that process to get them out to where they need to go? So the sports bras really start with um, teams can run a collection. We wanted this to be accessible to anybody. And as simple as a youth team that each donates one new sports bra and then gets in touch with us and sends it to us. That's the simplest project. More complicated projects can be... Uh, free admission to a game at a Division I school where you donate a bra. We had a volleyball team right in our high school in uh, Missouri, and they donated almost 400 bras. Uh, in unbelievable. In a two-month two drive, and they really sort of tied it to their whole school, and they got their community involved. So the idea, a lot of us who started it were college coaches or ed in education, and we really wanted this to be a project that those who were involved in collecting the bras got something out of it too, and it's something that is, is scalable and adaptable to what you have resource-wise. So you can turn it over to a captain's group or a leadership group or a young assistant um, and really make it something that kind of resonates with your community and is appropriate to that. So once they've done that, they figured out what their sports bra drive is going to be. They get them to us, um, and we use uh, organizations that are already on the ground in different areas and utilize their networks to distribute it. We get them to the organizations, and whether they're traveling abroad or within the U.S., they use their network that's already existing and get them to the community that needs them. So anything that we may have missed in that that you, you want to add to it all? Um, we'd love to hear from you. We love new groups getting involved. Um, we've mainly had women's teams. We'd love to have some men's teams get involved. This is, I'm challenging some men's team. I'm challenging <laughs> a men's team right now to do this. We would love that. You'll be the first one. We'll certainly promote it. But uh, follow us on social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. That's the best way. Um, and then reach out to us. Our messages are open. You can certainly message us there or shoot us an email. Slide in those DMs. Let them know. Thank you so much for coming Thank on Thank you very much. What did you, which, which uh, session did you guys go to for the second one? Uh, the sports psychology one. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't at that one. How was that one? Ooh, it was really good. It was, um, yeah. Like Tara said, you know, she's super into that. And I, that was like my favorite, I think, uh, class in college. I wish I would have majored in sports psych. So I'm just kind of a nut for that sort of thing too. But um, yeah, it was just, it really looked at obviously the mental side of the game and what an important role, um, you know, your mental state in, is, you know, in regards to the game. And so she did such a super job about even, even dealing with a few technology issues and stuff. She did a great job, um, you know, just kind of leading, 
leading you through some different exercises that we actually did within the session ourselves. So we kind of got to perform and almost start like as if we were one of her clients or something going through it. And so it was neat to be able to think about, um, you know, different breathing techniques and, and ways to calm yourself down in order to prepare for competition or um, prepare for, for a big upcoming event or, a you know, and that's so applicable to so many different areas in your life, but whenever you need to get kind of get amped up for something, you know, how you can relax yourself. So she led us through these, you know, cool exercises, you know, so we could go through them and then not only, yeah, and then know them for the future, but then she kind of led us through the next steps of what she would do as, you know, if we were her client. And so it was neat to start it off like that. Um, uh, and she had a lot of really neat video clips once they got going from the What Drives Winning um, conference, also um, different speakers that had spoken there and um, that, I don't know, it was really inspiring. Yeah. What else did you get from that? I'm trying to think. Uh, I just, I really enjoyed it because um, something that, you know, from a personal level, I had um, a really cool experience in college uh, with visualization techniques. Uh, we had a guy come in that kicked our butts in the mornings at 5 a.m. on the track. And mm-hmm. then we would sit in classroom sessions with the same guy um, throughout the afternoons. And his program was called Icebox, and I wish I could remember his name, but it's it's been a few years. Uh, but it was, you know, I was between my junior, I was starting my senior year of college, and I always felt like I was a decent enough player, but um, wasn't performing well and, and was thinking critically of myself to a point where I wasn't enjoying the game. And something that... Um, is it Dr. Eyring, Earing from the sports psychology session at the symposium? She talked about visualization and how important it is. And she even touched on the Navy SEALs, like the top four. And, you know, like Rogo said, she had really great resources to pull from. And we were able to kind of go through some exercises. And it kind of, for me, for coaching, it brought back how important some of those things are for females in the game. Um, we're so critical of ourselves in pretty much everything that we do um, to the point where, you know, perfection is in our minds needed or a must or else we can't function. And I think it was, it was important for me to go back through that and kind of remind myself that a lot for a lot of my athletes, um, they strive perfection so much that it affects their confidence. Um, you know, when you're trying too hard. Um, and I think these, a lot of what the, what the session was about, I think you can take away some really good exercises to help those female athletes, um, kind of just take a breath, (laughs) you know, calm down for a minute, take a breath. And then, focus on what's important in in the process. You know, what are you trying to achieve here? And then what's the process to get there? And um, yeah, I, I just thought it was excellent. Okay, so we're at the midway point here at the downtown kitchen at the Wisconsin Women in Soccer Symposium, uh, the Wisconsin Women's Soccer Advisory Council Symposium. And uh, we're here, we're at the, we're out in the lobby area. It's, it's lunch right now. And Nick is here, and, and Nick's attended a lot of the sessions so far. What all have you attended, and what's been your, your favorite part so far? So the two that I attended, I attended the uh, culture talk with 
Dawn Crow and Steph Golan from Minnesota, and Dawn Crow obviously from Stevens Point. We've had her on before, um, and it was pretty cool. It's, I don't uh, think we have to say where Dawn's at anymore no. because like everybody knows Dawn. She's OG. Um, she's definitely the OG. But yeah, no. So we went to that one, and it was it was really good. I think that it's cool hearing it from a few different perspectives, and especially both of them have had much longer careers than I've had, and just the simple ideas that they have talking about how to go about creating a culture that's yours and making it something that can last is was, was really cool. I thought they did an awesome job of kind of portraying that and really getting a lot out of the hour that they had. And they could totally do that that culture thing, not just with other with your teams, but like you could do that with like your like staffs of like all the coaches in your athletic department. You could do it with all of your uh, your, your coaches on your own staff. And it was just there's so many people that that could reach. Uh, that I think they could go on tour with that. Yeah, well, and I think the cool thing that one of the questions I was asked of them was a lot, obviously they both come from college soccer coaching backgrounds, and one of the questions was asked, like, how can you translate this to club or to the youth level? And they did a really good job of really emphasizing how important it is to start building culture and building leadership while kids are very young because then they get more of an opportunity to not only grow, they have a longer time to grow themselves, but they can also help other kids around them grow in that way as well. What else have you checked out so far? So I went to, the next one I went to was the women's soccer panel. Um, And so I I hope I remember all these correctly. There was the, gosh, it was the UW. I've got you. The UW Parkside. No, I want to do this off my head. Okay. UW Parkside coach, um, Madison 56ers coach, a referee from the last World Cup. Um, then there was a senior administrator at Divine Savior Holy Angels, which is an all-girls school in Milwaukee. And then another one was a, an AD for another school. I, I don't remember the last one, but those are the ones. It was really cool, actually. Um, the nice thing about that one that I really liked is, and the thing I like about panels is you get – a lot of the questions that you want asked are being asked by other people in the audience. And so it was cool because they, they answered maybe one or two that were given to them by the MC, but then for every, the rest of the time, within the rest of 45 minutes, they were able to answer a lot of our questions. I was able to ask a question. Uh, Katie Reese, my assistant, was able to ask a question. They did a really good job of giving a lot of different perspectives on the, the different things that involve getting women involved in coaching, refereeing, administrative positions, things like that. It was pretty cool. Well, I know that we got the uh, the raffle come up. There is a ton. There were, well, there was. They just moved inside. A ton of awesome items. What was it? Uh, was there anything in the raffle that caught your eye that you were like, I need to win that? <laughs> I, I hope I get the duct tape stuff. I could always use a few more of their things. But uh, there was a women's soccer jersey. I'd have to. The size that they had was not going to fit me. So, but they said that you could trade it in for your correct size um, if you ended up winning that one. So I think the authentic women's national team jersey was probably my, my most my most prized possession. What about you? Uh, mine was, so I only purchased one ticket because I do not win things. Um, I purchased one ticket to put in for this amazing, amazing Nike Stadium jacket, uh, which I'm going to predict that I'm not going to win because I only did one ticket. Uh, but there were a lot of cool items. There was a lot of Adidas uh, gift cards, giveaways, grab bag that they had for Adidas. Uh, there was a, an official ball from the Nations uh, tournament. Uh, lots of really cool items. And obviously, you know, the Big Ductic brand, uh, all the products that they brought here for that. Uh, and I'm pretty sure as I'm looking inside the, uh, the thing right now, 
somebody who had just won the Chicago uh, Red Stars jersey also just won the next item as well that they've given away. So uh, it pays to get a lot of tickets and not be like me and just buy one ticket. Well, uh, Katie Reese, uh, my assistant, she uh, stole my ticket, so I'm currently not involved in the raffle situation because I do not have a ticket. <laughs> well, whatever, uh, whatever she wins is yours as well. Uh, so obviously coming up after the lunch and the raffle is kind of the, uh, the main event. Uh, I know for yourself it's, a, it's something that you're big looking into, and I think everybody else here as well. So just what is kind of your, uh, your thoughts going into seeing your man, uh, Mr. Anson Dorrance? I mean, it's, it's really cool because, I mean, you can go on the Internet and find a million talks that he's given, but it is very different to be able to be in a room with a person that's had more success than anyone has at the women's college soccer level and has won a World Cup. And so I think I think for the, the chance that all of us have to be in person and not only hear him but hear all the talks that we were able to hear today is absolutely incredible. But, I mean, obviously his perspective with winning, I think they won 23 national titles. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy that you get to be a couple feet away from a person that's had that level of success. And I don't know, I think... It's going to be really cool to hear his talk. I think that's it's definitely going to be one of the things I was most looking forward to going into this weekend. If you get to ask him a question, what are you going to ask him? Do you need an assistant? <laughs> <laughs> you realize if you were to get an assistant job there, I probably wouldn't. We probably would have to like not do the show anymore. I feel like you would get over it if I was Anson Norton's assistant. I feel like you could get over the Duke UNC thing if, like, think about the access to people I would have at that point. I think you could do it. You may have to find a new co-host then. You can keep soccer chat. Well, after Chicago. i got to get to Chicago first. Hey, you're running the show, get somebody. Um So, yeah, Anson's coming up. We'll, uh, we'll get some, uh, some more feedback from people after that one. But uh, we're going to sign out real quick and uh, get into this whole uh, keynote speaker. What was, like, um, going into the keynote with Anson. Allie, had you ever heard Anson? I mean, you probably met him, obviously, before. Had you ever heard him speak before? I have, you know, I'm trying to think. If I have, it was a very long time ago, and I, I don't remember it. I don't think so. I've I've met him and seen him in different places and obviously heard him speak on, like, in on media or, you know, or on TV or something. But, yeah, I can't remember hearing him live. So this was um, this was quite an honor to be able to, yeah, be there and meet him in person, obviously, um, and then um, to be able to hear him speak. I mean, anytime you get a chance to hear somebody like Anson Doran speak, I mean – you just you got to get amped up. I mean, it's it's just cool. No matter what he says, it's just it's just really neat to to hear his thoughts on things and how he handles different situations. And um, you know, some of it, you know, you can definitely apply to your own team. Some of it you can't. But it's just like, you know, at least for me, growing up, I mean, his program at UNC was kind of the be all end all. I mean, and the thing that every little girl strived to want to play for him. You know, if you were a serious player back then, so. Um, yeah, so it really is cool to be able to be in the same room as him and be able to ask questions if you want and to just hear him and um, to do that. So it was it was a really neat thing that he was able to join us this past weekend. Oh, absolutely. And same same thing there. What do you think about that, Doc? Uh, well, you know, I just for me, it just I grew up there was a there's an old VHS tape called Dynasty, and that came out, and I just idolized that group of, of women that came through Anson's program and what Anson did. 
um, you know, like the the Julie Foudy's and Mia Hams and Christine Lilly and and stuff like that. And so I would I would watch that video before games um, just to get me going because it was so fantastic. And so, you know, being able to and it same with Rogue. I I'd seen you know videos of Anson speaking and and um, things of that nature and seen articles um, about him or written by him, but to be able to, it's different, you know, it's different when you go there and you get to actually ask questions if you want, right, Nick? And, uh, and get to speak with Anson. And so it was, I, I think he could have told me anything and I, and I would have been like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, he is, he is fantastic. And it was a, it was a great moment. I, and, you know, on a personal level, I, I, I went to one of his camps when I was younger and it was one of the best weeks of soccer, you know, most memorable and most fun I think I ever had growing up. And, uh, you know, we played in a game at the end of the end of the week and uh, I got to tell him the story of, of what happened in, in that uh, all-star game at the end, because he had brought back his whole, and I can't remember what year it was, but you know, there were probably five or six names that were on the national team that come through his program that had all come back to help work camp. And it was just unreal. Uh, So it was, it was cool to hear him speak, but also to kind of tell him my experience a little bit too. Like, what are, um, like, going, kind of transitioning to the event as a whole again, what were some of the other things that you might not have gotten to see if you just looked at the schedule of events that you guys thought were pretty cool? Let's see. There were so many different, um, just really neat vendors that were there that were promoting, like, just new products and different um, groups that were available as resources for all of us. And we wouldn't have necessarily even known that. But I think um, for me, you wouldn't, you know, again, going back to kind of my whole overall experience for the weekend, you know, you don't you don't advertise and you you would never know that's going to happen. All the side conversations that that sprout from, you know from people talking about their own experiences working or, or something that they heard that was inspiring. And so then you start talking to them and you, you know, can network and you can get new ideas flowing again of, you know, and I guess those are the little things from the weekend that were just so invaluable and um, that you, yeah, you wouldn't know going into it if that would happen or not. But I mean, I saw it happening everywhere and in people, it was just kind of electric. There was this little electricity going through the room and through people's conversations that was just so inspiring and so cool. You know, it makes you just want to leave and be like, yes, like, let's go do this. Let's go do good work, you know? And, and so, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily know that looking at the itinerary or something, but man, that was just, it was, it was fire. It was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, being able to walk through and um, like Rogo talked about, network and, and be able to bounce ideas off. I mean, we can read all the books and what, you know, all the webinars and, and things that we we can. We can learn a lot from it. But but being able to actually have conversations about that information um, is to me priceless because the discussion piece is what really makes um, and, and sometimes, well, the discussion piece is what really makes it um, kind of come alive. 
um, so to say, especially with things that you're learning maybe for the first time or haven't heard in a while and, and being able to say, oh, yeah, I've, I've tried that. What worked for you? Stuff like that. Um, and then I think what I was going to say was, um, you know, my walking around, I, we, I think we were all kind of laughing and talking about this after the symposium was over was my, my biggest and only criticism of the entire symposium was it wasn't longer. Um, I wanted more, uh, and, and so, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's more next time, you know, just because of how, how much gold was in, in just that one day. And those just those few handful of sessions. Well, yeah, I mean, it was absolutely awesome. I mean, again, I think we kept talking me and Sean, same thing where it's like, I, I feel like there wasn't there, there just wasn't enough time to do all the things that we wanted to do when we were there. Totally. Yeah. But you, like for you guys going forward, what were some of the biggest takeaways that you had that like you would apply to your own career or maybe like that you would, if someone was not there that you would say to her, get them to maybe try it out and come next year. Um, you know, for me, the biggest, you, you always think about things in terms of your own life and, and how you can apply things to yourself and also to your teams and stuff. And, you know, there was this big um, kind of common thread, you know, and, and have conversations and also in the speakers too, about, you know, women and girls feeling somehow like inadequate, like they're not good enough to, to go take that next coaching course to stay involved in the game or, you know, I shouldn't try out for this team because I'm, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. And for whatever reason, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear though. So it's really cool to have the sports psych, you know, um, side of it coming in and talking about all these different things. But, you know, I just kind of left there thinking about my own life. And, um, you know, even though I, you know, played at a, at a fairly high level and, um, you know, and have been involved in the game my whole life and I've never bothered to go and get, you know, my coaching license, you know, or do it something like that. And I just kind of little self-evaluation, like, why haven't I done this? Like I need to go get these, um, you know, and take the next step and get more involved, you know, officially in the game and, and, you know, promote that and kind of lead a little bit more by example with doing that. Cause there's so many young girls that I've coached and, and continue to coach that, that I want to do the same thing and I want them to be involved in the game. And sometimes to take those next steps, you know, those are some things that you need to do. So anyway, there's a huge kind of confidence piece of that, that not only applies to our athletes, but also to us as females, female influencers in the, um, in the game. And, and so it was kind of neat to, to have that reminder this weekend. Yeah, Allie, I, I felt like you were reading my mind and talking mm -hmm. about, especially with furthering education and stuff like that, but getting the kind of the official yeah. licensing and stuff like that. I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, uh, wait, you don't have the, you know, such and such license. I was like, no, <laughs> like, why, why not? I, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I, I do love learning and, and being a student of the game and going through all these processes. And it is, it is kind of weird to me that I can, I can, you know, sit in a symposium and go, wait, why, why haven't I done these things and been able to kind of elevate my kind of personal coaching, but also that, you know, to be able to elevate my, my players and my students, um, 
having that background and having those things attached to a resume without, you know, you know um, I, I guess basically what I'm trying to say is, is to, to be a good role model um, for these girls and, and to be a better promoter. I think, I think I try to promote as much as I can, but when you don't have the, the paper or the, or the things to, to go behind you, um, it gets harder. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would take away just, like I said earlier, the absolute gold that came out from, uh, the sessions that we attended, the information, the resources, um, and all that, and definitely have some reading material and things to do over the, the winter break before we, you know, hit the ground running in January for our season. Um, but then to, to not only take that information, you know, you write all these notes down and then sometimes you kind of close the book and put it away. Um, but to actually apply it, um, and, and, you know, continue to better, better myself on a personal and coaching level. That's kind of cool. Motivated. Yeah, that things weren't, it was just long enough and that, you know, we, we had just enough sessions that had just, yeah, like you said, these gold mines of great nuggets of information. And it was kind of neat because even though I, you know, it's kind of the general feedback is people want more, like they want a second day. The good thing in that, and what you were just saying is that hopefully people can leave that weekend and say, man, I got these nuggets of information. I got these great ideas you know, a couple from this session, a couple from this session. Now let me put them into practice. Let me see if I can implement, you know, and so at least it wasn't so big and so crazy that you're, you know, you just leave feeling like, oh, my head's spinning, you know, and overwhelmed with so many ideas, you know, and, but I think, you know, with the sessions that we had, I'm hoping that people, yeah, could, could take some, some things that, and just really apply them and, and elevate either their game, their coaching, their thinking, you know, and just general, their living, you know, in, in their promotion of the game. So I just, man, what a weekend. It was great to be a part of. All right. So I think if I remember correctly, we are here with the big wig of the day. I don't know if big wig is the right term, but <laughs> I'm happy to be here. So if you could just for everybody, you know, introduce yourself and, and what, uh, what did you, you help along here with, uh, with this event? Sure. My name's Sue Moynihan and I, um, I'm one of the board members on the WWSAC. About a year ago, um, the organization was formed and they invited me to be part of the board and I've been really happy to do whatever I can to help promote the women's game. Um, for this event, it actually um, started off as just a small idea and then more and more people got involved and it's it's been really great to see how many people have um, shown up and participated yeah. and been really active in promoting it and, and being here. It's been a lot of fun. I can tell, like, just from, like, observing people who are talking in between the, the lectures and sessions that so many people are like, so we're doing two days next year, right? Like, this is definitely <laughs> going to be bigger next year. And I think that you guys have done such a good job that somebody made the comment. They were like, the bar has been set. Like, okay. a lot of times in the first time for an event, there's right. always the, the mishaps and things like that. But this has been ran so smoothly. Okay, now, maybe from our end right, right. and from all of us on the outside, <laughs> but from the inside, it may be a different story. It's gone. I mean, there's of course a few glitches that come up and things we didn't think about. Yeah, uh, I think that always. But that's happens. what the first time's yeah, for. Every time. But I'm glad to hear that everyone else isn't seeing it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it seems like it's going smoothly. But I, I mean, I've just been really impressed with all the speakers and all actually all the vendors that are here. The number of sponsors we've gotten involved has been great. And you guys do have like a really good number of sponsors. And like I, Nick and I were talking earlier about the raffle prizes you guys had were absolutely outstanding. Yeah. 
and just like just this event in general like I can tell you just from my perspective not realizing like how big it would be like I was thinking kind of same thing oh it's gonna be a small little yeah. uh, small little thing going on and then when we talked to Shannon last week it was like oh over 200 people oh my god yeah and then like it almost like and it does seem like there's even more than that I think there are because I mean I was getting texts last night like I didn't sign up can I still come and I know Melissa mm-hmm. was getting the same thing so there's definitely people that showed up on top of the 200 we expected so that's been great so what was something before today that you were looking forward to at this event Besides meeting us. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing can really top that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. uh, That was the best part. Um, I think, honestly, for me, it was probably um, the ability to see some of the girls that, like, played back in the day. My mom actually was uh, one of the first women coaches in Wisconsin in the 80s. Um, she coached a lot of girls club and then was the first D1 college coach at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And so there's a lot of girls here that she coached wow. um, that are now coaching themselves or or that are business owners that are uh-huh. as vendors. And that to me, that I was like, oh, <laughs> touched my heart. She passed away about 30 years ago. So it's been really nice to see. What a, what a cool memory and like yeah. a cool thing for you to like see the lives that she had an impact yeah. on and like now it's all like full circle especially exactly. with you getting out of coaches a couple of years ago yeah. like how like cool of a, of a completion is that it's, you know? it's awesome to see and then I see I mean even some of the girls here who are now coaching their daughters who are getting older and who are now thinking about like well what am I going to do yeah. next like it's been generations and you know you still have that to point back to I always yeah. think it's funny not it's not kind of funny but like so I've been coaching for about 18 years now oh, wow. and the first like 10 like I just coach primarily girls oh. and then my mom used to always make a joke with me that when I got married and had kids I was going to have all girls because I coached girls which honestly was the reason why I started coaching boys <laughs> needless to say I coached boys for about five years and we had our first kid and it was a girl, girl and I was course. just like oh well the curse is on me so now, especially as a coach, but now having a daughter who's co- who's playing, and now you know to one day where she tells me like you know she'll sit with me on the sidelines and like Daddy, I want to coach like you and oh, stuff like that awesome. and like things like this like four years ago I would have never been like oh like oh yeah that, that sounds pretty cool but like now having that in my life and yeah. being like hey this is a really cool movement this is a really cool thing to be a part um, of and like like you said like the impact that you've seen that your mom had on. These, these former players who are here, I'm looking, you know, like people like Don Crow, who tweets my daughter and says that uh-huh. uh, my two kids, my daughter's her favorite one because my son's name is Duke. So <laughs> she always lets everybody know that Quinn is her favorite <laughs> soldering awesome. kid. But to know, like, the impact that people like Don is going to have on my daughter mm-hmm. and, and, and Stephanie and just any people that, that I've met here, because uh, I, I feel like if you know me, you know my daughter. And just, like, the way that women have come up now especially in the sport and have really making a name for themselves and mm-hmm. n- gender out of the way like you know I, I i commend everything that the women do because i tell people all the time i met brandy chastain at convention probably uh, i think it was about eight years ago okay. and i told her you know all of us in life we have that we remember where we were at when the when we landed on the moon mm-hmm. remember where we were at when pearl harbor and all that stuff like that but mine is i remember where i was at where she took her shirt off uh, after we won too, the World totally. Cup. And yeah. I told her the story, so and it was so, and I told the, sh- the story on the show so many times, and I remember she laughed and laughed and laughed. Uh-huh. But now it's it's so cool to where my daughter's gonna have more than just one of those moments. Right. Like That's she's gonna have point. one of those like every four years or every, every year. year. And yeah. it's just, it's a credit to, to groups like what you guys are doing that's given these girls chances that I like, like I said, like as a dad, like I can't thank you guys enough I because. 
now there's these opportunities for her. There's opportunities for my friends' daughters and, and everybody around the world's daughters who are playing because now, you know, I've said for many years now, like, the women are better than the men. Like, let's just, let's, let's call it, let's be a straight shooter here. Our women's teams are much better than the men's. Um, but it's because of what you guys are doing. And I don't know how many other states do something like this or have anything like what you well, guys have. I think this, this is the first state to do it where it actually has the backing of the state organization. Okay. There's other groups in other places, but this is the first one. Well, I'm officially challenging every state to do this. <laughs> awesome, I love it. But I can tell, I can tell yeah. everybody right now, they're not going to get up to this level. Because okay. I think a lot of people are going to start off really, really small. But you guys were like, we're going to go medium size <laughs> to see how that goes. And then we'll try to go bigger go big. from there. So, you know, kind of as, as the day wraps up and, you know, this afternoon we, we have the social, which a lot of people like Don will say that's my favorite aspect of it because mm-hmm. I like to talk to people. Perfect. Uh, so <laughs> I'll just walk around and mingle with everybody. Yeah, uh, what's been your favorite part of the day? And, and, it's, and I know it's it's hard to be pick a favorite. It's kind of like when you have your own kids. Yeah. You can't really pick which one's your favorite. But if um, I had to pick a favorite, But if you had to pick one. a favorite, yeah, yeah. If you had to pick a favorite moment from today, whether it was a lecture, something you heard, or somebody that you met... What's been your favorite part of today? That is such a hard question because I'm thinking of about a hundred I normally don't have things. hard questions, so yeah. it makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> Congratulations. So, like, I'll tell you, my, my yeah. favorite thing is just being a part of this. Okay. Your first first one and the fact that you guys asked us to come up here. Yeah. Uh, little, little old us with just our laptop and our oh, microphone. Um, but for me, being a part of this event... Uh, I, got, I told uh, Shannon earlier we were talking. I was like, I want to make this an every year thing for me. Like cool. every time that you guys have something, I will be here. That like, is it doesn't matter, and that's my favorite. My favorite well, thing is just being a part of this. Well, that might be my favorite thing that you are so excited to be a part oh, of. Oh, well, thank you, I thank mean, you, that's you, thank the you. The honest truth, because I mean, you have the ability to reach so many more yeah. people. And I, it's like I yeah. told Shannon too. Like, I remember when I told my wife that I was doing this. She was just like, "But you're not a woman." I'm like, well, that's the beauty of it, though. It's yeah. really about it doesn't matter. It's just it's just we're celebrating women's soccer, and exactly. anybody can do that. It doesn't matter who you are. Right, and that honestly, I'm kind of amazed, maybe not surprised, but at how many men are here. Yeah, there's a huge number of them, and I now that I think about it, I know a lot of them that coach in the state, and a lot of them have been coaching girls for 15, 20 mm-hmm. years, and you just. You don't think of them when you yeah. think about growing the women's game, but they're such an important part of it. Yeah. So before we let you get out of here, because, you know, you also have Indiana ties as well. Yes. What was your favorite moment about being at Purdue? Or maybe Indiana. instead of Purdue, maybe just being in Indiana, Indiana. in general. Uh, I'm going to say at Purdue. Okay. <laughs> My favorite part of that was probably that we – I don't think we ever lost to Indiana while I was hey, there. Hey, Tied there them once or twice, but I think we always <laughs> won the golden bucket or whatever it was called. As, as one of the guys I follow on Twitter who just took over the IU women's team, uh-huh. you didn't hear me laugh about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> good. Okay. Ignore that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I won't, after this season, I'm not going to laugh about that. But before this, <laughs> I, I can't I, I say what's laugh. happened since I left but, um, <laughs> while I was there. Yeah. Well, it's cool that you, – like, you, I, I think it's cool how – Especially like with this show, it's the networking and the ties that everybody has to all over and to have, you know, somebody like, oh, Indiana, like I was at Purdue, like yeah. just the, the networking that we do on our show and on our Twitter chat, the network that people are doing here, like the soccer community, you know, I'm not saying that our show or our Twitter chat have anything to do, but I just noticed the soccer community is, we're getting so much tighter, so much closer, mm-hmm. and it's because of stuff like with what you guys have going on here. And I thank you once again for letting us come on here. Yeah, thank you for having me on. This all right. Been great. Nice thank you, Sue. You. Thank you. And it didn't end there. Because there was a social afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any favorite takeaways from the social? Oh man, the list. I saw favorite some pretty takeaways. good dance moves. I gotta say. <laughs> hey, yeah, you hit him. With, you hit him with that ground and pound floss, Allie. 
yeah. I, I don't know if you, I don't know if anybody who's listening to this knows what the floss is. I'm sure you do if you have kids. Now imagine someone doing the floss, but yet being a UFC fighter on top of someone in the octagon throwing ground and pound punches at the same time while trying to do the floss. That is Allie, and it is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I feel like we've done everyone a great disservice by not videotaping that. Oh, my gosh, you guys. The floss isn't even cool anymore. Like, my kids would be killing me right now. We're like three dances beyond the floss. (laughs) We had to do that. I mean, it just (laughs) – hey, it's all good. (laughs) <laughs> and and as Tara mentioned earlier, uh, you know, she is currently uh, about to give birth. Uh, not like <laughs> soon, like just the next couple days. That's what yes. I- um, and so I felt uh, the need as uh, in the in our group that walked around because um, Allie was off having dinner. So we all, we all kind of went out and, and did our own thing before social. And I felt obliged to take uh, the role of baby daddy and um, <laughs> be the one who, who cared and provided uh for tara and allowed her to hey you know don't run don't like is this too far for you to walk is it too cold and and hey did you know this about pregnancies did you know this about pregnancies did you have you has been read this book yet oh you got to get him this book um so i felt uh that uh i I really wanted to play our trick that we had talked about to where when we got back to the social for everybody to show up except for tara and i and to say, you know, Tara was in a hospital about to deliver or whatever. And Sean was the person who took her uh, just because I know everybody would be like, oh, my God, what the hell? Why is Sean with her? And I'd be like, I kind of got experience in this. Um, you guys played um, a rude practical joke, though, via that text that you sent. <laughs> I was not a part of that text message. So I don't know what that text message was. <laughs> I, yeah, I was not a part was... of any text messages. Yeah, Sean, you were a fantastic fill in for my hubby thank you thank <laughs> over you. the weekend thank you. very thoughtful very caring and i felt extremely safe walking through the ridiculously cold streets of milwaukee I'm gonna i think that, i'm still th- thawing out by the way i'm i'm getting sick because of it i i'm putting it all on that that's <laughs> what that's what i do for my for my pregnant friends i put it i'm trying to like help them out and i get myself sick over it <laughs> so um but that, that comment that you just made about me, uh, I'm going to put that on my resume um, and make sure that my wife like sees it every morning uh, when she wakes <laughs> up. Sean Sonderling, Sean Sonderling, great backup husband slash baby daddy. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, so the thing about soccer chat is, is getting coaches connected. Somebody's listening to this and maybe they have more questions about what your thoughts were on specific sessions or you know, maybe they want to ask you stuff about what you're doing on your team or they just want to build their network up a little bit. Maybe they coach in Wisconsin. Uh, maybe they coach in Texas and, and they, they want to get to know you guys a little bit more. How can, uh, and we'll start off with, with bags, you know, how can people contact you, whether it's Twitter, email, whatever it may be? Uh, email would probably be best. Um, and I can, I can give you that. It is. Do you have to look up your email? No. <laughs> yes, you but do. It, you know, but when you have T's and B's, you know, in your name, you have to... A typical school and, email address. Uh, yeah, it's tara.balo at pisd.edu. And that's B-A-L-O-G-H. Correct. And then, Allie, what about you? Hey, yeah, people can either hit me up on Facebook. I'm on Coach Rogo Fitness is my page. Otherwise... I also it can just be reached at Ali Rogo, A-L-L-I-E-R-O-G-O at gmail.com. So, Ali, I have to ask, are you going to convention? 
you know, I wish I could, but unfortunately, I'm going to be fresh off the plane from Chile. My sister is getting married. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. So we have um, twenty-four-year-olds, and I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on kiddo duty upon my return. <laughs> I, I was going to say um, that you, Nick, and Manya could lead the soccer chat, like yoga fitness session. Oh man, I'm totally in for next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will we will book that. Well, ladies, thanks for coming on and, and telling us about uh, your experience at the symposium, and we uh, we want to wish you guys the best of luck going on with your teams going forward. Well, hey, thanks, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a real treat. <laughs> It's cool. Like one of the things we talk about all the time is finally getting to meet people that we talk to. Ironically, these two people were not people that, I mean, we had met Allie previously, but Tara was a a brand new face to us. And one, getting to talk with Allie a bit more in depth and to get to meet Tara. And again, I, I feel like Don and Allie originally did her a disservice by forcing her to hang out with you, me and the the Roddy group that we had there, but I, I think I think Tara eventually she she understood why uh, why Don and Allie would would leave her with us. Well, I think when you you speak of the rowdiness, um, I do believe that we all went back to the hotel at like nine thirty. <laughs> yes, that that's how rowdy we are. Yeah, you know, it, getting to meet new people and you know interacting with them all, and that was kind of what I, I think. Yes, the the symposium was to go and celebrate women in sports and learn. But I think at the same time, it was kind of that soccer chat feel of going to meet new people who are experiencing the same thing as you and and bouncing ideas off of each other and, and meeting these uh, panelists and these these speakers and getting to talk with them on a on a very in depth personal basis. Uh, and and I think too, like when they talked about like the size and and Tara said, you know, I was just, I wish it was longer. I think for the first year, it was like just the right size because you don't want it too big, but you also don't want it super super small either. And I think they've got a very, very good thing going on. I told Shannon and, and all the girls um, involved with the whole symposium about, I think they've got something super special. I was glad to see other state associations there learning and seeing what they're doing. Cause I do believe that this is something every state needs to start doing. Um, I, I will put pressure on Indiana just because I'm there. Um, but I, this is something that, you know, I, I mentioned uh, earlier in the piece to, uh, to Sumanahan of like, I, this is something I want my daughter to go to one day. And I, I just think what they're doing is great. No, absolutely. And I think that just all the people that we were able to meet through it, I mean, by, by between the social and the event and the people you were able to interview, it was just, it was a cool environment because it was something I'd never experienced before where, like I, we mentioned in the interview, where as males, we were completely outnumbered. And it was pretty cool. Shannon's prediction about these uh, line size of the restroom was absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was very, and it was, and it was, it was awkward being on that side of it. Yeah, no, there was not a long line at any of the times we had to go. What was a, uh, did you have any uh, awkward moments where somebody came up and talked to you that you didn't know? And they were like, Hey, I listened to soccer chat. Not this time. No, Uh, there's definitely been times in the past that that's happened, but I think for us, it was pretty cool where we got to meet a few of the coaches that have like participated in the weekly chats and 
you had seen their Abby, but you'd never actually seen their face up close. And that was pretty cool. And some of all your Abbies, you've got hats on where like the sun's covering up your face or like your picture's super, super far away. Uh, so like it was good to like actually put a face to the tweets. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I think one of my favorite parts again was just being able to interact with people the entire day. I mean, I don't think there was a single point of the day where we weren't talking to someone that we hadn't been talking to ever before. And that was pretty cool. And I think before we get out of here, I think the question that everybody is wanting to know was, was your time from two o'clock to 3.30 p.m. with the keynote address speaker, Anson Dorrance, was it worth everything? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it just, he's hes special. I mean, there's theres no other way to describe it where I turned to Reese afterwards. Reese had never really, Reese being my assistant for those who had not seen those show previously, she turns to me afterwards and just like kind of said like, wow. And I, I, I think my reply to her was, I think I could live five lifetimes and not know as much as this guy does. And I think that was just my favorite part was just to listen to him talk live and really just try to absorb as much as you could because he's got so much good to be able to talk about. Did you get your picture with him? I did not. That was, I did get to ask him a question and he kind of addressed me and I, I felt, I felt pretty good about that. Did anybody get that recorded? I do not believe so. No. What a, what a, what a miss out. Yeah, no, I mean, hopefully it's not the last one, you know? That's true. That's true. You can, uh, you can always, uh, hit him up. I'm sure he'll be at convention, which we kind of told you guys about, uh, last week, your boys are doing the United soccer coaches convention, January 10th and 11th go on our Twitter page at chat soccer. No E that's S O C C R, uh, to get our schedule for that. Each day is different. Uh, we, we just announced last night on Wednesday, the first guest, as we said earlier, we are having the Pittsburgh women's head coach, Randy Waldrum, the good brother returns. And he returns live to come chat with you guys. Uh, it's going to be very interactive. We're going to go there. We're going to talk about how his season was this year, kind of where we left off uh, with the first episode. If you uh, haven't listened to that one, go back in the archives. It's brought to you for free every single week by the good folks at Social Media for the High School Athletes. Check them online at socialstudentathletes.com and all over social media pages at HS Social Media. You get that podcast wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast from, you can get it by going on there for free. Thanks to the good folks at Social Media for the High School Athlete. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about having Randy on, as, as we said earlier in the intro. Uh, I was excited about being a part of the Wisconsin Women's Soccer Advisory Council Symposium, the first one. It was amazing. And as I told Shannon, I think the only way we can make it better is to do a soccer chat next year. And we'll have to see. You guys got us to convention. Now let's see. Uh, let's see what Wisconsin thinks uh going forward you know soccer chat you can join the conversation every single night on wednesdays at 9 30 p.m eastern time you can go on anytime you want and just talk and ask questions that's fine that, we're fine with that but the conversation goes every single wednesday night at 9 30 p.m eastern time all you gotta do is type in hashtag soccer chat on your search bar on twitter and get involved in the conversations with coaches just like you or not like you where everybody can discuss their opinions and it's all good. We all learn from each other. It's the best professional development for free that you can get 
anywhere. I absolutely love it. We've had a lot of people the last couple of weeks talking about uh, what they get out of the soccer chat on Wednesdays and the things that they learn and how it's just a great group to come in, bring your opinions, bring what you're doing and just bounce ideas off of people. Nobody's saying your idea sucks. Why did you do that? It's all, Hey, what's the reason by that? And then when you say it, they're cool with it. Oh, I can see why you do that now. And that's what soccer chat is all about. It's all about getting our networks connected. Nick, if somebody is wanting to connect with you socially, how can they do so? At coach and Rizzo is the best place to reach me. What about you, brother? And mine is at Coach Soderling on Twitter. So make sure to give us a follow on there. And also hit that notifications button on the at Chat Soccer. No E, that's S-O-C-C-R. There's a little bell with a plus sign. Hit that so you get notifications every single time Chat Soccer, Soccer Chat is posting something. So all the updates of our featured guest, all the updates of our podcast, when we're hosting the Wednesday night chats will all come up there. You'll get that notification and you will get up to date notice of everything going on with soccer chat. We want to thank you guys for, for being a part of this with us. It's awesome. It's all about coaches networking. And the best part about all of it is that we get to do it again next week. Nick for my super, super low voice that I wish I could have. We'll see you later. Catch you later, brother.